Put your hands together, listeners. It's Cameron here, and I am so excited to tell you that Rhea and I have a new TV show called Take My Wife that is available on CISO.com. That's S-E-E-S-O, or on the CISO app. You can follow them at CISO TV on Twitter, and you'll find out all the information. Anyway, the show's been a huge critical hit. The New York Times loves it. Vulture loves it. The AV Club loves it, and they don't love anything. We need your help. Um, we love you. You are a wonderful fan base. We see you at live shows all the time. We hear from you on the internet. This show, we believe that this show is wonderful. It's called Take My Wife. I think I said that already. You can get two free months of CISO by going to CISO.com and using the code Take My Wife, all one word. But what we really need from you guys is to tweet about it. Tweet about the show. So far, huge supporters like Tatiana Maslani from Orphan Black, uh, Judd Apatow has tweeted about how he loves the show. We've got unbelievable people. Kumail Nanjiani loves the show. We've got unbelievable people supporting us and helping to spread the word. But CISO's a newer streaming service, and so there are still so many people that don't know that it's out there, and we really need your help. So if you just hashtag something... Take my wife, watch the show. The pilot is up for free on YouTube. We are trying to make it so easy um, and, and free for you guys to watch. And we just need your help spreading the word. Thank you guys so much. That's Take My Wife. And it's available now on CISO. Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? on it feels so so there it is oh that is my beautiful deep deep voice hard if you're a woman to get your voice to carry over everybody else you have to but the microphone really helps to bring up my deep tones and <laughs> cut through you guys um so i don't have to listen to your bullshit you know what i mean so i can really bring my 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 bullshit <laughs> Um, you guys, thank you so much for coming out to put your hands together on Tuesday. It's so great to see you guys. Let's hear for you for making it to the show. There's so many little sweeties out here tonight, and I know that you not only came to see me, Cameron Esposito, and the wonderful lineup that is backstage that can hear you. You can clap for them also. But I know you also came to see my co-host, Rhea Butcher. Let's hear for Rhea Butcher. How's it going? We they did three claps. You were the third clap. Yeah, it was the third. But clap. as you know, comedy rule of three. Mm-hmm. That's the funniest clap. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, how are you, Rhea? I'm great. Rhea is sorry about the hat. I don't know. I just had to wear a hat. It just happened. So sorry. It's stressing you out. It's stressing me out. You that should I have just a hat on do, right now. do this. Do this. Step two inches this way. No, no. What? <laughs> I'm wearing a hat. I do my own thing. <laughs> Actually, weirdly, though, that solved the same problem. Because the hat yeah. is making your face no, in shadow. I, I'm just going to stand up here But, for like, straight up for real, fuck you. Look at how... You guys, this is such a great show. Am I right? This. 
I hate this. Our show is so real. Just every Tuesday you have night. One I'm television show by myself. And suddenly, you guys are here to out see me in of my control. Hat. So arrogant. I'm always on this side of the stage. You know you can't beat me in terms of like object work. Well, yeah, and placing myself in the room because I really. I trust them. What do you? What is that? Is that a, what's in there? A monkey? Yes. Keep going. You making street popcorn? No, no, no. This is an adult-sized, street-ready music box. What's your little foot doing? Is there a foot pedal? No. Do you see your left foot? I'm look, tapping. Look down at your own left foot. I know I'm tapping along to the music. Really? Because it looks like there was a heel pedal right no. here. I'm gonna no, tell you the object work was so good. It felt like this was a heel pedal. Oh, like there it was, was a, a sort of a like a vibraphone kind of a. Like well, a, it actually just felt like underneath the music box there was a sewing machine. Oh. And yeah, then yeah. you were like just so going, you, were, you so know, I was doing, you were doing this, this, but then I stop every now and then. And that was going this way, and then you were you were like, you know, providing your own tunage to kind of make. The, what are, what's that thing? What are you doing? You making a fruit roll up? Have you like ever sewn anything? This is a sewing machine. Rhea, clearly I've never sewn anything. Are you kidding? Do you know anything about me? I've never sewn anything. It's the best sewing machine I've ever seen. Um, no, I don't know how to sew. <laughs> you know, All right. you know who sews in my family? My dad, and not and not my mom. That's sexist. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. Mom, stop taking advantage of dad. Because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You gotta tell him that sometimes you'll sew. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sews, CISO is a thing. We're so proud of it. Wasn't that so. Hang on, wait for it. See? Seamless. <laughs> Do a little foot We are um, gonna make bad puns all night. <laughs> I'm not dancing. I, she told me right before we came out, she was like, do not dance out there. Lately, she hates it when I dance because Rhea it just leaves her doing hanging. this thing where I come out and start talking to the audience, and then she comes out and just does a dance solo, and as a scene partner, there's literally nothing you can do. It's not even like, dan- it's not even good dancing. It's not dancing I can work with. I think this whole room would disagree with you. I mean, sometimes you are a good dancer, but whatever this is, whatever this body position is. My spine? What are you talking about? You were just doing the way that you were dancing. Are you talking about the dancing leg? This is classic trademark dancing leg. Leg must be no, like this at all times. I know, I know. 22 from your degrees. Day, I understand. From your days at the queer discotheques in Akron, I get it. Oh, yeah. Thursdays. We long. had really different 22-year-olds. Yes, we did. Hoods. 20, mm-hmm. 20, like, 20, when we were 22, we were different. Because <laughs> um, you were like into dancing. You had dyed black hair. Yes, I did. And you cut your hair over the trash at the skate park that you worked at? Yes, I did. Just one of these. <laughs> Done. Looking good. Do you ever cut your hair by the amount of hair that's come off? Like, not in the mirror and going like, yeah, that looks like a haircut. Actually, Just going like, yeah, that's as much as actually, I needed. Uh, Rhea, you know what? I, I totally have. You have? Because one time a whole 
whole Half. side came off. Came off, and I was like, "Stop!" <laughs> That's there what I went. want. That's what I want. Wrap it up. I'll take it. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> you have to stop. It's so I'm, frustrating. I know. I'm done. It's infuriating. I just you said it's a song. It's infuriating. <laughs> There's nothing I can do with it. What is this, Footloose? <laughs> this is, did you just, I, I did. Rhea. Who gives a shit? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> we had a cool thing happen this week. Dancing. We had a cool thing happen <sighs> this week. We were, um, well, we, well, we launched a television show. <laughs> That's called Take My Wife. And it was. And we pulled it back. Yep. And we launched it into the air. We got a novelty size <laughs> slingshot, <laughs> put it in there, and then, well, actually, the slingshot didn't work that well because it was a promotion we saw on the TV, and those things never work right. <laughs> Do you guys not know about how when you buy something off the TV, <laughs> it doesn't work right? Rhea buys lots of. I don't buy anything off the television. That's where I draw the line. Wait, what? So, but wait, let me ask you a question. If that's true, you know the thing that shaves our couch? I didn't buy that off the TV. Where'd you get that from? I bought that thing off of Amazon. Which I knew about its existence from my years uh, growing up at Joanne Fabrics where my mother was the assistant manager. We got in I the, grew up in the remnants. We got in the mail. <laughs> we got in the mail this tiny machine that shaves our couch. What it's I mean a sweater is, shaver. Well, I just use when it for your the couch, couch, sometimes it gets it's all piled up. And so then Rhea bought a machine that is for shaving your couch. So I just get in there, you know, like a little lamb in summer. You're the, you're the lamb? Yeah, I'm a lamb in summer. This is a farmer? And, and you're like, farmer, do you like it, you bitch? You son of a bitch. Yeah, that's what happened to me. <laughs> okay, so we launched Side a TV. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what? Oh, we launched a television show. It went yeah. really well. CISO is a new streaming platform. It's, uh, it's owned by NBC Universal, and when they launched it, they decided to uh, buy a bunch of original programming, and then also to buy... Then they have, like, NBC shows on there, like SNL's on there, and The Office is on there, and then they Parks also bought, Recreation. like... They also bought, like, Monty Python, which is this British show that I honestly think has, like, a big future. I think it seems cool. Um, and then they invested in originals, and they invested in... Some shows that other friends of ours had made. Joan Ray has a show on there. and Hidden um, America. And Kulap Vilesak has a show on there. Bajillion Dollar Properties. Then we had this show, and here's the thing. when you're, You guys know what TV is like now. You all live in Los Angeles. Everything is TV. Well, maybe we're swayed because we live here. Because uh, to me, it feels like everything is TV. It feels like every, sh- every show is happening. And they start everyone. And all your friends are on there. Is that because this is my job? <laughs> um, but anyway. She's so grounded, folks. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was in first class. You know, the <laughs> kind with the bed that goes all the way down. And what I said was, uh, excuse me, I will take uh, soda water, no ice, before we start the plane. <laughs> you know how sometimes... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know how in first class you get to go you up and you get to turn the key. That's Actually, part of a, first class. I don't know if you knew about start that. now because... Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I missed the days of the key. Yeah, I like getting no, up there was, and just like... That was... <laughs> won't start. Oh, shit. I think get it's a little blood. more throttle, they would say. I don't know. Is that a car term when you do it that way? I mean, sure, yes. Okay, I yeah. I only we don't have time to really get into it right now, but... Well, would you clutch it? Yeah, you would clutch it. Just stick it right under your arm and then walk on through. 
Just get to where you're going. What would you do? Is what you would do it. Um, you would make the wings go faster, and you would go up in the air. And you yeah, know, yeah. you guys, you guys you know, know make, how planes work. Make My wings point go is, fast. Um, I'm very relatable. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so totally. you're in first class. Makes so like, much sense. Uh, excuse me, Garçon, please start the plane. And then you go, then you go. Oh, which of these shows stars my friends? I know everybody on this thing. And then you lean over. Yeah, yeah. Actually, this happened. We haven't talked about this yet because this happened since we were here. Can I tell them a story? I mean, sure. I think we have to go quick, though. Mm. Tell it fast. It's a story about. It's a story about the movie Carol. Yes. <laughs> I don't think we even said the name of our television show, though. Oh, it's called Take My Wife. Yeah, maybe, maybe do the Carol story later. Okay, what if and we, we finish talking stories? about Take My Wife? I don't think we have time right we now. We do. <laughs> I'll do it so fast. Oh my god! You do take my wife first. Talk about the show. Uh, our show is called Take My Wife. It stars the both of us. What's it uh, about? It's about the two of us hosting a stand-up comedy show. So but it's like a scripted it's show. Very fictional. About two female comics whose name is Cameron Maria, and then they co-host a show together, and then they go home to their lives that are together when they sleep in the same bed, and they're in a sexual relationship with each other. Yeah, that's that's what it's about. But it's yeah. just sex. It's just. I just realized I said sexual relationship with each other. It's, a, it's also a relationship. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a really regular like, committed relationship. It's not just. Like in real life, sex. we're married to each other, but on the show, it's like straight up just sex. Just sex, constantly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we created the show together and yes. wrote the show together and yes. shot the show together. With a wonderful team of people who are yes. all super invested. It's pretty low budget. And we yeah. were like, I don't know, maybe no one will see this thing. And then what happened? People saw that thing. What, what kinds of people said it was so good? I don't Tell know. Them. Don't Tell them. Tell them. This is difficult. Tell them. I don't like you to do You're never going to get a chance to do this again. No, I know you're right. Tell um, the people. Who says it's a good show, Rhea? Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair says it's a good show. <laughs> Who else says it's a good show? The New York Times. The New York Times says it's a good show. Who else says it's a good show? Vulture. Vulture says it's a good show. Who else says it's a good show? IndieWire! IndieWire! They gave it an A! They gave it an A! Who else likes the show? The AV Club. The AV Club, and then they don't they like anything! So shit is going nuts. We're really running around going, oh my god, this is very exciting. And then we're also, you know, like capitalizing on this in such wonderful ways. Like, for instance, this week we're going to be interviewed by Playboy to be center of view. Center, center, center views? <laughs> Center view. <laughs> that is a, just like a real lesbian way of saying centerfold. Oh, yeah, I got a center view. <laughs> Check it out. I'm working on a car. I snorted. I like love that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I did, yeah. I did get to tell my dad that uh, I'm, I was like, hey, dad, guess what? I'm going to be in Playboy. <laughs> like a fun one for me. We're Playboy. That's going to be fun. Yeah, super good at being That'll be fun. Playboy. Rolling Stone. We're going to be in Rolling Stone. This yeah. is like crazy. We're going to be in Wired. This is crazy. This is all really exciting. It's, you know, this show is really when we got to LA, one of the first things that we did was that I met with Ryan McMenamin who's in the booth up there who's a producer on this show and I said, Ryan, you are really cool. You have a record label called A Special Thing Records. Will you help us produce a show that's a stand-up podcast? We came here to the UCB and we pitched the show and Comedy Bang Bang was a show that had been in this spot for 10 years prior and we happened to be the first people that the UCB heard a pitch from that wasn't just the exact same thing as Comedy Bang Bang so we got to take over this spot and Rhea mm -hmm. and I had been in LA for three months and this was a huge coup 
uh, because like why did we get this show? And then um, from that show, we kind of got the opportunity to create a scripted version of our lives. Like it all started right here, and it's really and comedy. Bonkers. Bang Bang Productions was our production. That's company. right. Our production company is uh, Scott Ackerman is a producer yeah. on the show and on our actually television show. And he anyway. My point is, I'm fucking stoked. It's cool. Yeah. You guys, it's cool. It's cool. It's very cool. And we're not like, let me just get it out. You're gonna do the Carol thing. It's gonna take two seconds. No, it's not. It is so time. long. It's not that long. Rhea, it's not All right, that long. Go ahead. We go have timing. It's not that long. I can't time. I was on Delta. You guys knew Delta. They're on airplane. Flying agency. <laughs> 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 I'm very extremely platinum with them because I fly them so much that they give me a bunch of medallions and they say, whatever you want, kid. S- start the so plane. <laughs> I was flying and I got to watch Carol on the plane. I've seen Carol before. Carol's a really important movie about how Rooney Mara and also um, Kate Blanchett. Blanchett have such very soft voices. <laughs> And so much looking, and it's very, very tense. And some men saw this movie, and they said, this movie's about nothing. And I say, you don't understand human sexuality at all. This movie is the most sexual movie I've ever seen in my life. I was, I felt uncomfortable seeing it in public. We saw it at a film festival in San Francisco, and I, I mean, I just like, whoopsie, you know, like, I'm sorry about that chair, is what I'm trying to say. One minute. Extremely sexual It's your one minute movie. warning. Extremely sexual movie. I was moved by it. I felt that I was very happy about it, and I really, really loved it. So I watched it on this Delta flight, and you know what they did? Rhea? They cut out all the kissing. Every single kiss. There's not one kiss. There's not one kiss. It's actually the Weinstein Company. They offer two versions of this movie. There's one version where all the kissing is in it, and then one boobs. Well, two, two boobs. And then... And then... There's one version where there's no kissing at all, and they just seem to be friends who are so worried. <laughs> and I watched it, and I was furious! And I had Wi-Fi, and I said to the internet, WTF is happening here, and why is there no kissing, and this is very, very terrible. And then a bunch of, like, literally weird, you have to go home and look this up, because this is 100% true. Like, every news, like CNN, Perez Hilton, from Perez Hilton to CNN, and literally every other news organization in between, like MTV, HuffPo, everybody wrote about how Carol has no kissing on airplanes such as Delta. In fact, the headline is very often, on many of these articles, it's like, people are furious about Delta not having any kissing for Carol. And then there's a whole big long article and then they just have a screenshot of me tweeting about it. (laughs) There's like no other sources. Well, that's not true. My friend Trish Bendix works for After Ellen, which is like the biggest lesbian website in the world. And so then she found out about it. Then she told Phyllis Nagy and she wrote the screenplay to Carol. My point is, before you knew it, Mary Lambert was involved and she wrote same love you whatever my point is she got very bonkers and i was so so furious but this was also blowing up in the internet like whoa and then i looked over and the person that was sitting directly next to me in also bed because i was flying from new york in a bed was holland taylor do you guys know who holland taylor is 
also, I've not even said this anywhere. You can't even probably repeat this. Don't tag her on Twitter and tell her that this happened because I don't want her to feel like very, very weird. But what happened was that we landed in the air. This had all become like a, this very immediate news story. And then when we landed... Uh, Holland Taylor is dating Sarah Paulson, who is a major character in Carol. And the moment that we landed, there was an incoming FaceTime call, and it was Sarah Paulson, and she was in bed. <laughs> and I was sitting Wait, there. Wait, Sarah was in bed also? So yes! Holland and Sarah they were, were in both bed. in bed they talking, FaceTiming. They were FaceTiming each just other. One was a bed and on I the just plane. happened to be the only person on the plane whose bed was facing exactly. I was like, oh, this is. Like, I don't want to look, but also, like, well, this I guess perfect. the universe is like, you know, like, well, I'll give you something, kid. You know, like, they <laughs> threw, me a, threw me a boner, as it were. Um, <laughs> sorry about the seat. Yeah. That's what I said. I said sorry that was a great callback. Yeah. It really was. I just went to it too quickly. That's only our second Sarah Paulson it. story also. Our first Sarah Paulson story is when we first moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> when we first moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> we were at a dog park. We were, we were at a dog park. And I said, Rhea, be chill. But that woman over there recognizes me. And then I said... That's Sarah Paulson. You recognize her. <laughs> and that is true. It was Sarah Paulson, and I recognized her. You guys, that's Rhea Butcher. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Well, we really went on a whole journey, and it was so much fun, and we were great. <laughs> and there's so much more awesome show. Um, this first comic, now, I have, this is his first time at the show. Whenever it's somebody's first time at the show, we go very, very nuts. We welcome them with so much love in our hearts. So let's hear it right now for Nate Bamel. Just give it up for him. Come on. Shalom, everybody. Give it over to Cameron and Rhea. How about that? Yeah. I don't mean to be a one-upper or nothing, but it's been a pretty big week for me too, dang. I just found out how cheap imitation crab meat is. Has anybody else found out about this? I don't care if you don't care. It is a big week for me. It's like $3 for a pound. I dropped $15 on this. I am elbow deep in simulated luxury right now. I have no joke for this whatsoever. I just like opening the show by letting you know that there is magic in the world if you're willing to look for it, gang. All right, I think this is going to be fun. I'm usually good at being able to tell when a show's going to go okay for me right away. Like I was in Little Rock, Arkansas a few months ago. I got up on stage. I said, shalom. Lady in the crowd just goes, no. <laughs> sure enough, that was an amazing show. Because <laughs> I appreciate a good heckle. Best heckle I ever received actually happened in Minneapolis a few years ago. Native American gentleman didn't even scream. He just stood up, very somberly said, your people stole my land. <laughs> That's a damn good heckle. <laughs> Here's a fun fact about me, though. My family didn't get to America until the 1950s. So I thought I had him. I was like, excuse me, sir, I'm Jewish. We had nothing to do with stealing your land. Then I found out his house got taken by the bank, and I was like, oh, our bad. 
Yeah, that is on us. I apologize, little feather. Ooh. Thank you, one person who liked that more than the rest of you. All righty. Here's two more fun facts about me. Fun fact number one, I had sex for the first time when I was 26 years old. Thank you. Not the right reaction, but thank you. Because fun fact number two, I'm actually 25 and optimistic, so... I don't know how much you meant those claps, but hi. I think a big reason why it took me so long to swipe my V-card is because I am a huge nerd. My favorite thing in the entire world is professional wrestling. I love it. I don't need your judgment because I know. I always hear it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I know. I hear the same thing. You know wrestling's fake, right? I'm always so smug about it. You know wrestling's fake, right? Yeah. You know what else is fake, everybody? Porn. Doesn't stop any one of you from enjoying it any less, does it? Look, everybody knows wrestling is fake. We like it because it's not realistic. That's the best part of it. It's the same reason you like porn. If porn was realistic, 90% of them would start with somebody saying, oh, wait, I have to pee first. That's a realistic porn. <laughs> Who's going to watch that? A realistic porn would be them being like, shh, my roommate is sleeping right now. Keep it down. Nobody's watching that. That's my point. I like wrestling. Leave me alone, you bully. So let's lighten the mood a little bit here. Uh, sure is a lot of gun violence in America, huh? Let's talk about it. I think the news is the reason why we have so much gun violence in America. Because the more you watch the news, the more you're convinced that you fucking need a gun. The news just scares you and makes you paranoid. Have you seen the trailers for it lately? You know, don't go anywhere. When we come back, could your neighbor be a pedophile? Oh, shit, could he be? What are the odds that there are two of us in this building? I better stick around. I might need a gun. Don't be afraid of what the news tells you, everybody. We live in such an amazing time to be alive right now. Imitation crab meat is so fucking cheap. Life is so wonderful. We're just looking for reasons to hate it. Guys, here's a true statistic. Over the past 20 years, violent crime in America has actually fallen by 50%. But thanks to the news, reports of violent crime have shot up several hundred percent. So statistically, we're all safer than we've ever been. But we're all convinced that we're going to be murdered at any minute when ISIS jump into our country. People in Montana scared of ISIS. Why? <laughs> Nobody is blowing themselves up in the name of Allah in Billings, Montana. The only reason people blow themselves up in Montana is because they thought, I wonder if that shit's flammable. That's the only reason. <laughs> you don't have to be scared. Also, the news is telling you your kids don't be kidnapped. Parents are scared of strangers. Listen, if you're a parent, nobody wants your shitty kid, all right? <laughs> you don't want your shitty kid. Why are you afraid right now? Your kid is shit. The black market is a buyer's market. Nobody wants a fixer-upper. He's going to be fine. And now we're all afraid of Zika for some reason. Why are you afraid of Zika? Treat your HPV first. How about that? I don't know why more of you aren't laughing. Statistically, I'm being very accurate right now. 75%. You have HPV for sure, handsome. I'm just saying, when I was 24, I wish I was good enough to get it. Anyways... I'm just saying we're afraid of the news. We don't have to be. Do what I do. Watch cartoons instead. 
It's the only thing I ever watch. My friends are like, you're uninformed. I'm like, I'm happy. Why are you yelling at me right now? It is impossible to be afraid while watching cartoons, and if Tom and Jerry is making you paranoid, just don't eat the entire edible next time. You're going to be fine. Also, if you watch cartoons instead of the news, you're going to help prevent the next mass shooting. Because every mass shooting is the same story. Some lonely white guy wants attention. Easier to pass a background check for a gun than it is for a reality show. So if they want to get famous, all they have to do is go out and kill a bunch of people or bomb a place, and they become celebrities overnight. It makes me sick. Because as a comedian, I've been killing and bombing for years, and no one knows who the fuck I am. How'd the guy with a bowl cut do that? Like, look, if I kill here tonight, doesn't do a thing for my career. But if I literally kill here tonight, guaranteed I'm the most famous comedian in the world tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Stop paying so much attention to mass shooters, there won't be as many mass shootings. I can prove to you they're doing it for attention. Just look where they're shooting. Schools, theaters, parks, churches. Places where when we hear about it, we're like, oh my God, why would someone do that? We watch the news to figure out their motivation. That's why you never hear about mass shootings at the DMV. Because all these shooters know nobody's going to be like, oh my God, why would someone want to shoot up a DMV? <laughs> if there was a mass shooting at a DMV while I was there, my first thought wouldn't be, oh God, we need gun control. My thought would be, oh God, sweet, I just moved up three spots in line. <laughs> Thank you. $3 a pound, everybody. That's it. My name's Nat. Thank you very much. Are you guys ready to keep the show rolling? We have so many great comics on this show. This next comic, uh, we love it. When she stops by, she runs a great show called Blessed. You guys, give it up for Megan Keister. Hey, people. What the fuckers? This set is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace, what does that do? Who cares? Where's all this money coming from? Why can't I just tuck my shirt in like a human being? JK, LOL. Dude, hello. Wow. I'm not going to put it... Those Weinstein brothers, let's get into it, baby. Hell yeah, they're going to butcher Carol. You know what? I got a story for that ass. I don't remember if it was Bob or Harv. Oh, I'm sorry. Is this material about the Weinstein brothers too relatable? Is that why? Either Bob or Harv. They eat cheeseburgers all the time, everywhere, no matter where they are. And they throw the wrappers on the ground, expecting somebody else to pick them up. I heard that from someone who worked with them. Hello, I am not successful in the entertainment industry, but I'm tangentially involved with people who are, okay? They're having a great week. I'm having an okay day. I noticed the last existing roadies billboard on San Fernando Boulevard. Whipped the car back around. Had to take a pick in front. Devil horns. You got it. I am not Brody Stevens. Why did I just say you got it? Um, but roadies, dude, show of hands. Who here is watching roadies? I'm going there. I'm going there. Show of hands. You watch fucking roadies? That's what I thought. Did you? I don't know. Do you see episode eight, which I watched on Sunday? I canceled the damn show to watch road. It's kind of my job. I'm not going to get into it. I write about roadies. But roadies, right? Fucking, dude. Cameron Crowe, man. 
Cameron Crowe was born in Palm Springs, California. But we need to talk about Cameron, dude. Fuck Kevin. Kevin's day in the sun is over. We need to talk about Cameron. We gotta deport this guy. He's a menace. Just because you're not watching roadies doesn't mean that crimes aren't being committed. We didn't know. We didn't know what the Nazis were doing in the 40s until we knew. But there were still negative things happening. Am I comparing Cameron Crowe to Adolf Hitler? Yes, why not? Who cares? This is only going to be a podcast on the internet. Nothing matters. You can't ruin a career that's not there in the first place. Rhodey's is a show. Rhodey's is a show that stars Ron Tater Salad White. He's been through a lot and he's still going through it. I get it. Life's not kind, you know? Um... Ron Tater Salad White is in Roadies, and there's a scene in Roadies. Whenever anybody asks me to describe Roadies, I describe this one scene. There's a scene in which a grown man, Cameron Crowe, put these words into a grown man, Tater Salad's mouth. Um, you know, I love Taylor Swift, but I fucking miss gravity. Why does Tater Salad say that? Oh, I don't know. It's because he's saying it from outer space where he's on tour with Taylor Swift. They FaceTime him from outer space. This is what's happening on Showtime. I know you don't know because you don't watch, but you should. <sighs> losing my chill. I'm losing my, I'm losing my chill. I'm, here's the thing. I'm on the right mind. I'm thinking at this point, I'm pretty sure that the pushing 70-year-old self-identified socialist Jew isn't going to become the president of the United States of America. What the fuck? I thought... <laughs> Don't you know, I voted for him in the primaries. It's fine, whatever. It's lit. It's lit. It's 100. I am not 32 years old. I'm very relatable, and I know how to use Snapchat, fam. Um... <laughs> I, am, I, I was going to wear a backpack on stage, but my backpack's in the shop. Um, my backpack is actually here in the green room. I, I'm a 32-year-old woman who carries a backpack. Let's get back to that. Okay, so the thing about the burn man, right? This is how I knew that he was never becoming president of the United States because he's too similar to Jesus Christ. You're thinking, Megan, you're going to need to explain that premise. I will, because that was the setup, and then we're going to get to the fourth wall crumbled. Fourth wall crumbled. The Birdman, too close to Jesus Christ. Let's go over it. One, both Jewish. Undeniable fact. Two, care about, you know, the poor, downtrodden members of society. Hey, we don't like that. You know what I mean? When's the last time you've looked a homeless person in the eye? Don't owe me. Don't owe the darkness that lies in the heart of man. I didn't cause it. I can't do anything about it. I'm just one woman. Third thing the burn man has in common with Jesus Christ, um, pretty much all of their followers are insufferable. So, which leads me to the fourth and final point that they're both doomed to die a martyr's death. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna vote, you know, I'm with her because I'm not a fucking sociopath. Um, but like... I resent being told that I have to vote for Hillary Clinton just because she's got one of these. For the people listening, I just touched my chonch. Um, because if I was voting with this bad boy, you know, Bachman would be running this bitch by now, basically. 
I don't think with this. I just feel with it. You know what I mean? And I get it, you know, like, Hillary's, you know, cool because uh, I guess Yoko Ono ate her out. You guys hear about this? You seen this? You hear about this? Know Know your herstory, you guys. All right. So Hillary Clinton's supposed to be, you know, like, cool and lit, fam, because Yoko Ono ate her out. Um, But, like, here's the thing. Uh, Yoko Ono ate out a bunch of terrible people. You know what I mean? Like, wife-beating, child-abandoning, middle-of-the-road rocker John Lennon. Yeah, she ate him out. What I'm trying to say is it should have been wings the entire time, you guys. It should have been wings the entire... Can we get... Oh, I'm so... Oh, oh. Beatles v. Monkeys? Where's the argument there? No, it's... Ch- no, you know, I, Beatles have like 12 good songs. I got a playlist. I'll play it for you afterward. Um, this has been really... This has been really lit. Uh, 100 emoji, 100 emoji, 100 emoji crying laughing face emoji 100 uh follow me on uh snapchat because i'm definitely there uh and hey cast me you know (laughs) bye guys give it up for megan keister oh she was She's very fucking funny. She's a very fucking funny person. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, I don't think that... Of course. Of course. I can't. Talk about it. Is Megan talking about Hillary Clinton and that's a passion of mine? Talking about Hillary Clinton to a room that wants me to stop talking about Hillary Clinton? One of my biggest passions I found out this year. Um... On the, on the Oscars day, it was Oscars day, and I tweeted, you cannot love Mad Max Fury Road and hate Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and within, she fucking gets it. Within 20 seconds, I had to delete that because I was worried that people were gonna come to my house. <laughs> and harm my children. I don't have kids. They were gonna wait it out. I agree with myself, though. Hillary's a badass bitch. I don't think that anybody has to vote for her because of her body parts. I think it's, I know Megan was fucking around. A lot of people are saying that for real. Like, that is how women make decisions. Like, if you're voting for... If you're, a, if you're a woman and you're voting for someone because they're a woman, then that is your vagi- vagina voting. <laughs> Number one, women definitely don't vote for, with our vaginas. If we did, this would not be the first female president because our vaginas are actually literally under attack. Like, actually our vaginas. Our vaginas, and then if you go up inside, there's uh, uh, sometimes... Depending on the woman, there's a womb in there, and she might have ovaries. And uh, some dudes for uh, millennia have been trying to really lock this whole area down <laughs> and kind of keep it as an incubator that they get to use. Abortion is wrong to some people, but you can jerk off in the shower all you want. No, if you're going to make abortion illegal, 
I would like to make it illegal for you to throw a little semen onto a little napkin. <laughs> what about those babies? What about those little babies right there? What about those little babies? So many little babies. Statistically, men responsible for 99% of abortions, if you look at it that way. I don't know if you guys know a lot about semen. I don't, but there's a lot of babies in just one batch. One little, one little ketchup container of semen full of babies. Couldn't be more babies in there. That's all, so many babies, it's, they're all, and they all have different personalities. And they're going right down the drain. That's so many babies. It's almost like men get to make decisions about what will happen with the rest of uh, their lives. Um, I am a woman um, on every single issue. When people talk about women's issues, I want to be like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, I, like, like, what are not... What do you... That's how default the male sensibility is that there could be concepts that are women's issues. Like as if usually I walk through the world and I'm like, I'm just a regular person, regular, like a man. And then sometimes I'm like, oh no, well, I bleeded in my pants, so now I'm a different lady and I like different TV, no. The things that I care about well, I, um, I'm a gay woman, and I think that marriage equality should stay super number one, two thumbs up. Way to go. Bueno. There is one party that is saying that. Um, I also, I, hey, my, my mom's a preschool teacher. I think, like, early childhood education is a great idea. I, I think we should invest in public programming, because eventually I'm going to, like, be really old, and I... I'm obviously going to make about a, a bunch of money b before then, but what if I spend it all and I need the government to come to my house and help me to put a diaper on my bottom? Then I would like them to please do that. Thank you so much. And I'd like to drive a car on a road. And you know who pays for that? We do with our taxes. If we pay our taxes. If we're not. Donald Trump, if we actually pay our taxes. These are such logical issues. These are human being issues, and they're... they're um, how could you not? Like, that's what it... Because it's also... Here's the thing. These two candidates right now, one of these candidates is better, right? One of these candidates is better, clearly. Because the other one is a monster. So it's, it's, like, it's like reasonable political candidate who has a history that is varied, who's made a lot of decisions, who's eaten shit, who's done shit, maybe who's even paying Donald Trump to act this bizarre. <laughs> like, I would believe they know each other. They were, she was at his wedding. Like, I wonder if her gift to him was his Twitter boost. <laughs> she thought of the future and was like someday trust me 140 characters my gift to you is say whatever you want to say and it can be super racist and somehow more people will want to hear about it um, I don't know what's so yes so she has a varied past is she perfect of course she's not perfect do you know why that is 
America's not perfect. We are awful. We're awful. We fucking stole this place. We're still stealing this place. We are the fucking worst. Did you watch the Olympics? Did you see those black women go and win us gold medals with pride and be like, yes, I am so fucking proud to be American. Look at me wear this gold medal around my neck. Thank you so much, America. And we're like, yeah, this lady is wonderful. If she just please would be quiet when she comes home and not tell us that she doesn't want to be killed, that would be so great. We are the fucking worst. It is not she is the worst. We are the worst. We all need to do better. She followed the path, the traditional path that politicians follow. She made compromises, backdoor deals. That is what politicians do forever, Z's. The first guy who was the, who was the president of this place, he wasn't even, somebody was just like, you are the president. And he was like, I agree, put me on money. And that guy owned people. He fucking owned people. And women couldn't vote. All women, all women couldn't vote. All women of all skin colors could not vote. And we had to be like, yo, straight up, like a couple years later, we had to be like, oh, for real, like maybe it's okay if women vote. And also potentially black people. Like we are fucked. We are fucked. We're not done. Of course Hillary Clinton's not the answer. Barack Obama wasn't the answer. We had a black dude in office. We didn't believe him. He was like, I'm from here. I'm so proud to be from here. We were like, are you sure? Like we are terrible. She is us. Every mistake that she has made is a mistake that we are all making, especially white people. Especially white people. So I think we vote for her. I think we have her be our president. And then I think we work really, really hard to make sure that like young black women see that there's a female president. Young Indian women, young Asian women, anybody that's not white, they just see, oh, oh it can be different than a line of white guys. There's, there was a black dude, and this is a woman. Like, if she wins twice, that'll be eight more years. That'll be 16 years. That means that there'll be, like, adults that grew up, and they were like, oh, yeah, presidents are whatever. And then they'll be the president. And then that's how we'll slowly fix this shit. And it's not with going backwards, and it's also not with fucking tearing her down. God damn it, you wouldn't do this to her if she had a dick. You wouldn't. Because if she had a dick, this would all be justified. It makes me furious. I've had it! Put her in office and then tell her to be better. Get in office and then listen to us! And then if you're a white person, tell her to listen to not you for a change. Okay, great. Well, we've all agreed this is true, and we're going to elect her, and so we've solved it, which is very nice, because there's a couple more people to go on the show, and it's just very great that they don't have the pressure of this, like, horrific election, because it's already been solved, so that's so great. This next comic, it is his first time on the show. We're going to go wild when he comes out. Let's hear it right now for Donnie Sangstack. Guys, give it up for him. Um, 
Give it up for Cameron. That was an awesome rant. That was badass. All right, here's what's needed to be changed. Anyway, give it up for your next comic. He's a straight white guy. Here to talk to you about IPAs. I don't know, whatever. true i just turned 21 give it up for that yeah i'm i'm here to talk to you about ipas that's what i'm here to do <laughs> ipas are good no here's a th i i'm trying to drink more now that i'm 21 I'm trying i think ipa stands for uh, i pretend to like this so i can bond with my dad Ale. Uh. <laughs> it was weird being under 21 for so long, because, like, I used to... No, I used to live in London, England, and their drinking laws are amazing. Like, you just show up at a place where, like, hey, why are these sixth graders sober? This is weird. I was there for a study abroad program, and like on, on, on the first day, we uh, met with like all of our academic advisors, and and they, they uh, pulled all of us aside and, and, and were like, "Hey, we're going to try and adjust you guys to British life. Just so you guys know, you can legally drink in this country." It's like ah, just so you guys know, that's the selling point of your program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to learn, okay? <laughs> like um. I'm from America. It's not what I'm about. <laughs> no, I actually lived in the... the uh, I lived over in the UK when they were having their last major general election. It was the, the one before Brexit when they were picking the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> I guess. It was it was fun. They were there were all these British people that kept coming up to me and saying things like, "Oh my God, Donnie, voting in, in England's amazing. It's it's wonderfully traditional. You know, everyone still writes down the name uh, of the candidate that they want to win on the ballot, and all, all the ballots are counted by hand. It's it's wonderfully traditional. What, what what's voting like back in America? <laughs> um, I guess if I had to say voting in America, it, it is a lot like buying a hot dog at a gas station. <laughs> right, guys? You, you find yourself standing at a touch screen like, oh, I don't even want any of this. That joke's only going to get better. I hope you guys know that. That's <laughs> the best part about it. I told my friends I voted for Bernie Sanders so they wouldn't get mad at me. <laughs> that joke's way funnier if you live on a college campus. <laughs> Just wake up and there's six people around you like, Bernie! It's like, guys, how did you get in my room? 
it's 9 a.m. I don't need a pot brownie. <laughs> like, <wait. laughs> Got stuff to do today. <laughs> it was cool. I didn't. I didn't vote for Hillary either. Sorry, um, but I can sympathize with her on a political level. Uh, I played pee wee football once. You guys, this is gonna make sense. I promise. <laughs> um, back in fifth grade, I was next in line to be the starting running back for the Damascus Cougars. Hold your applause. <laughs> and. Uh, that 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 year, I'd played backup running back, and the kid who like started over me was moving up to the middle school leagues, and so I was like, "Oh hell yeah! Next year, I'm going to get to be the starting running back." Uh, didn't happen. <laughs> what are you guys doing? This is fun. <laughs> I didn't get to play running back, because that summer, uh, a cool black dude named Justice moved up from Georgia. <laughs> and I had to sit again. That was basically the 2008 election for Hillary Clinton, guys. I can feel that you want to clap. I can feel that you want to clap, but you're like, should I? Is that okay? <laughs> that guy did. Yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, I'm just saying, if eight years went by and they were like, sorry, Donnie, you can't play running back. A 70-year-old Jewish man from Vermont's going to play running back. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Like or the goofy looking orange Gatorade cooler is gonna play running back. Whatever, fuck it. Let's make the Damascus Cougars great again, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of people think Trump wouldn't like England. I think he would have loved England. There's like zero Mexican food over there. I saw a grown man encounter the word quesadilla for the first time in his life. If you ever get the chance to do that, I highly recommend you do so. <laughs> I, was, I was at a renaissance fair in, uh, in Winchester, England. Uh, in hindsight, it may have just been a regular fair. <laughs> it was cool. There was a food truck there. And uh, it was selling Mexican food. And it had a chalkboard on the outside with like burritos, tacos, and at the bottom it said quesadillas. And uh, this, like, mid-40s-some bald, white British dude goes up and is like, Yeah, hi, could I have the, uh, quisa? <laughs> the quesa wawa? <laughs> the Q one, please? <laughs> like, way too much. And... And that must have been a reoccurring problem because I came back later in the day and they changed the sign to say grilled cheese sandwich with tortilla. <laughs> very cool. Let's make quesadillas great again. I'm Donnie Sanks, that guys. Thank you very much.
for real. If you want a fun experience like the the quesadilla thing, just give my dad a call and ask him what he thinks of Chipotle. <laughs> just hear my dad. Yeah, I like Chipotle. Chipotle, the the Mexican place. I like it a lot. It's real good. Chipotle. <laughs> it is not that hard. Chipotle. Like you just. And it's also evolved over my life with my dad. Like when Chipotle first came out, he was like, yeah, you heard that Chipotle? That's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, I went to Chipotle the other day. (laughs) Got myself a Mexican sandwich. (laughs) And now he's just, Chipotle. Yeah, I went on down to Chipotle. You like Chipotle? (laughs) I like Chipotle. Yeah, Dad. I like Chipotle. You guys want to keep this show going? We have two more outstanding comics. And keep it going for this next comic. He just moved here from D.C. It's his first time on the show, so go wild for Jamel Johnson, you guys. What's up? Yeah. Keep clapping like you heard of me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I got credits, nigga. Yeah. You know what it is. Yeah. You seen me? Yeah. What's good up front? The, 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 the team's in the building. Let me just say what's up to my people. Um, I'm going to assume this is going to go well. Get the plugs out up front. I'll let you know. Um, most of what I'm wearing tonight is from Kohl's. Kohl's.com. Usually it's everything, but today it's just the undercarriage. You feel me? I had to get a little, little spicy. I'll also let you know I got weed if y'all need it. <laughs> LA, I know a lot of people are very secure in their weed provider. I just want to let you know your options. And if you're like a cop or some shit, obviously I'm joking. Come on. This is a fucking comedy show. 12 people left. That's the definition of plausible deniability. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Moved here off weed money, you know? (laughs) Once you get a weed charge, it's the only thing you're allowed to do. There's more weed. Dog, I can't even work at fucking Postmates. Postmates stunted on me for a goddamn paraphernalia charge. I never smoked paraphernalia once. It's bullshit, because it's like, they owe their whole business model to weed. If niggas weren't smacked, you wouldn't need another grown-up to bring you chicken tenders. You, know, you, could, you could get them yourself. Five blocks from Chick-fil-A. Talking that shit. Observational stuff. I uh, saw... Um, I saw a nigga uh, with a Mitt Romney sticker on the back of his Mercedes the other day. And I was like, yeah, tight. (laughs) Important note for that joke, sometimes I call white people niggas. I wanna, in case you were wondering. We're all niggas together in my opinion. I'm sick of everybody acting like their problems are different because you listened to the Smiths today. Same problems, Nick. Same problems. Yeah, you got a fancy sandwich, 
but you fucking straight up stole that fountain soda. You asked for a water cup in the fucking cashier's face. That's niggas. That's niggas if I ever knew them. A little bit about me. Uh, my first job, I was, I was 14. It was back in D.C. And my grandma got me a job at the now closed Masters Tuxedo and Costumes and Cleaners. I was a seasonal employee. There's two seasons. The first one was prom season, which was sick because I, like, dudes would always leave money in tuxes. I was dealing with tuxedo returns. So just drunk idiots leaving cash in tuxes every weekend. It'd be money, unused disposable cameras, and way too many condoms. A lot. I'm talking one nigga, one suit, 18 condoms. (laughs) Season two, it's fall, it's costume time. They come to me, they say, hey, Jamel, we want you to dance around in a costume. And I was like, yo, I've been waiting for y'all to say this shit since April. Let's go. I'm ready. Put me in the Winnie the Poohs right now. I'm ready. Week one, I'm out there, I'm dancing, I'm having a great time. Loving it. Week two, the DC sniper starts shooting people. The sniper was actively sniping. And none of my managers told me to come inside. They just left me out there. Week three, I stood up for myself. I was like, hey, straight up, I'm not going back out there. There's somebody shooting random people. Winnie the Pooh and Jordans is the most random. I know I'm the only one. It's a fact. One more plug before I close it up. Uh, Feel free to follow me and Donnie at Soccer Niggas on Twitter. <laughs> Donnie's like the co-head writer. We've, we've been putting it down for a couple years. 200 strong followers. The ratio's fine. Please help. <laughs> Gotta close strong. Gotta close with a big one, you know? I don't know what to do. Everybody already did all their politicals. I, you know what? I'm gonna do my shit too. Fuck it. I just want to say, I'm I'm with her too, and I was down with Hillary since before I got booked on this show, from day one. Not just fronting. You want to know why? Because it's too late for morals and decency. Everybody want to be fucking nice now? Shut up. Fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I'm sorry the Winnie the fucking, the, the nicest white couldn't win. I'm sorry. Just let this ice bitch run the country for a little bit, for two fucking seconds. It's not, everything's the same, okay? Everything will be the same, I promise you. You know why I couldn't get down with Bernie for real? You wanna know why? Cause everybody was acting like they didn't like money anymore and that shit was making me mad. We love money. 
Everybody here loves money. You all have money. You spend it to get up in this month. You know what I'm saying? You, you love it. Oh, we need to get rid of the top 1%. You mean to tell me you guys wouldn't rather be at some fucked up to fuck ass top 1% ass party right now? You wouldn't rather be up in the hills with a mask on? You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't rather be at some eyes wide shut shit? You wouldn't rather be up in the hills watching comedians fuck instead of work on jokes? Like you sure? I got two tap cards. I'd leave in the middle of these words. Good night. Keep it going for Jamel. This has been a fun show, yeah? God, everybody's great. We got one final comic. Before I bring her out, I just want to take a quick moment and recognize... This is, this is one of our producers, Hannah. And Hannah, this is her one-year anniversary of working on the show. Everybody who, everybody who makes this show possible, they're, they're wonderful people. They basically make it so that Rhea and I can show up and just host the show because we couldn't do it otherwise. And so huge uh, love to Ryan and Jimmy, who runs Elites and Sound, and Megan, who takes our pictures, and Hannah, who's our newest addition to the family, and we really couldn't do it without her. I literally make her write the words. Uh, I make her write the names on a piece of paper and hand it to me, and she can't write it in the middle. I have to have it on one quarter of a piece of paper, or she has to do it again. (laughs) And she's a human being who's like got a job and is very successful. And I go like, actually, Hannah, I'm so sorry. I have to have it folded in quarters, so if you just like please wouldn't mind just, like, starting again. And then she goes, like, no problem. And she smiles. So that's out of this world, and we're very, very lucky to have such a wonderful group of people that help us make this show possible. And um, we are also very lucky to have this next comic. She is hilarious. Um, She's going to be on the next season of Transparent, which I think, you know, has a future as a show. These are jokes because it won a bunch of awards. It's a very, very successful show. It's weird because you live in L.A., but earlier it was like everybody has TV shows, and it was like you guys were like, no. It was very weird. It's weird. Then I was like making a transparent joke. Oh, what a small, I wonder if that show will be a hit. And you guys were like, yeah, I wonder. I'm like, no. No, no, this, no, this is, the joke is, monster hit. Couldn't be a bigger hit. Do you guys know? That it's a, it's a hit. And, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to, it's just weird. I assume stuff about you guys. You know, people have been watching the Olympics. Just telling you about TV. I'm just naming things that are true. I don't know where your knowledge base is. It's weird that you're from, is this just a film crowd? What is this? Indies? What are you guys into? What stuff do you like? You like music? Why do you live here? Why do you live here if you like music? Don't, don't live here. Nashville. Somewhere fucking weird like that. Move there. Portland. Do you, like, do you live here because you like cool hats? I see some cool hats. This isn't the city for that. Move to Chicago. What's wrong with you guys? This is for TV. You like live performance? You should be in New York. What are you, are you into the ballet? What's wrong with you guys? This is where you, you live. You know you moved to Washington, D.C., right? Like, you are supposed to be into politics. And this is Washington, D.C. But for... But TV? (laughs) Well, anyway. 
<laughs> Can't save you now. What if you all just lived here? If you, what if you were all just from here? You know, you meet people that are from LA and you're like, how, when? When did that happen? Who are your parents? Your parents were here? And they're like, oh yeah, no, my parents were here. What? What? Why? They're accountants. We live in Burbank. Are you kidding? What are you talking about? Forever? You've always lived there? It's so hot. Why didn't you move? Well, that's just what I'm used to. That's what you're used to? It's so weird that you're used to that. Anyway, you guys are amazing. Sex comic, you're going to love her. Let's hear it right now for Sabrina Julius. Give it up for Sabrina. fucking amazing to be that girl that girl's amazing and fucking all of you boner you come you come you come boner boner right why don't i just do it i just need to pretend to be confident enough to do it obviously everybody gets to talk political i get to do a little bit too right yeah oh my god this is so good. Now the polls are like, it's fine, we're going to be fine. But remember when the RNC was happening and it was like, holy, 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 hiawaska, hiawuli, lalu, okay, yada duty. Just, it was fuck, it was like Donald Trump for one week was like a Somalian pirate. <laughs> And America was Tom Hanks. <laughs> and he was just like, I am the captain now. <laughs> so stressful. So stressful. As just like a, I am like everything he wants. Out of here. I am a, I am from Canada. <laughs> I am gay. Shocked everybody. <laughs> Just one, t- one time someone did come up to me after a show being like, You're a lesbian? I thought you were sporty. <laughs> the only correct response do a back handspring into a pussy. Just... <sighs> hashtag Rio, hashtag Zika, hashtag Rio. Oh, that was so weird and stressful, and I feel like we're away from it now, right? It feels like we're away from it. It was so psychotic. We didn't even really talk about how... Melania. (laughs) SOS, someone save Melania. What (laughs) the fuck? Melania! She did an interview where she was like, we don't even fight. What? What are you talking about? Sometimes I'm like, how about this? And he's like, no, bitch, this. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. What else could that mean? Like, what else could that mean? Is it, is it mean that I'm making fun of her accent? Maybe. Is it mean that she married Donald Trump? Definitely. 
Is it mean that she's just straight up stole Michelle Obama's speech? We don't even, that's like, oh, there's more rapes to talk about. Like, that was a crazy thing that happened. It was a whole fucking, like, tens of thousands of people being like, yeah! And then all of Donald Trump's friends were like, Obama's a piece of shit. And then she just stole the speech? What? Donald Trump was like, Martin Luther King, what a loser. And then she comes out and Melania's like, I have a dream. I have a dream. I say, how about this? And Donald says, sure, why not? I'll work on the walk, but I feel like the accent's perfect. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is going to be on a podcast. Like, what a gamble. What if he wins and then he hears this? You know that he will find it. (laughs) He will find it! Like, where is Rosie O'Donnell? O'Donnell. She's tied to a jet ski. She's fucking going to Cuba. Trump's got the remote controls. It's so scary. Um, So I asked Cameron backstage, I was like, can you say that that I'm going to be in Transparent? Uh, But I'm only just a couple scenes. But still, you gotta like, you know, you gotta celebrate it when it I got to shoot like a sexy scene. I got to do like a sexy thing with a hot actress on the show and I'm married, so that's called winning it, winning it, winning it. Gotta go to work, baby. I gotta go to work, baby. I gotta go to work and get some actresses hands down my pants. I gotta go to work, baby. I should just do, write another Hamilton. What am I doing with stand-up? <laughs> I gotta write... <laughs> I gotta write Go to Work Baby. <laughs> I was so excited about it. <laughs> and then my friends who are polyamorous were like, why don't you guys, like, you know, just, like, open it up, like, do it up. And for some reason, I'm gay, and I'm like, you don't have to be it to get it, just accept it. But when it comes to polyamory, I'm like, the Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> like, in my face, I'm decent. So in my face, I'm like, you guys are so brave. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, not in my town, faggots! <laughs> Don't you look at my wife! What a psycho. <laughs> What a psycho. It's the same thing as homophobia. I'm just so fucking afraid that, like, Benicio Del Toro is going to, like, show up on a Vespa and be like, what's up, babe? And it's not going to be to me, you know? (laughs) Or I could meet Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know why I'm, like, so defensive about that. I could fucking meet her. (sighs) Go to work, baby. Mm. 
sexuality is fluid. Am I right? <laughs> it's just, this crowd is too good where I just want to like, I just want everyone to get sleeping bags and for me to have the microphone and be like, and then another thing about my childhood. <laughs> I think I have to get off stage. I'm Sabrina Julius Gannett. Tonight. Let's hear for everybody you saw tonight. Oh, that's a great show. It's a great show. You guys, we do have one favor to ask you, and this is also for the people that are listening at home and you guys here. So we're so excited about this this show because it's a teeny baby show and the TV show that we. Our, our our TV show, yes. It's a teeny baby show, and it needs all the help it can get. Yes, so it does. The hashtag that we're using on Twitter and Instagram and even Facebook where it's obnoxious to use hashtags <laughs> um, is Take My Wife. So easy because that's the name of the show. And, it's right um, there. You can watch the pilot for free on YouTube. It's for free. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to CISO.com or use the CISO app and that's S-E-E-S-O. And if you put in the code Take My Wife, you get two months free. You could watch the whole show for free. So just go home and whole watch show. the whole show for free and then tweet about it, please. Like... I can't tell you how much this would mean to us to just keep the momentum rolling. Um, this is the first show that's ever starred a lesbian couple that's that's just like a real couple and really in it and really queer and we're really proud of it and we promise no queer people die on the show. Nobody. We all make it out. We have a mandate and um, what we're trying to get is a second season. So you guys can help us get that. Everybody at home can help us get that. It's it's so easy. All it takes is a little bit of buzz. So you guys can really make that happen for us. And and isn't that so? Look at how see how powerful you are. You're so you you have so much power. And and you know congratulations. <laughs> you guys, I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rio Butcher. Thank you so much for coming out. We're here every Tuesday night. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Uh, 
Jesus, I mean Jazos, <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.